the bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater. Sitting alone, singing a song under a western moon. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star today is Columbia Pictures' fine new singing cowboy, Ken Curtis, in a story of the West written especially for him. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the riders of the Purple State. I'm dressing up in style for in a little while. I'm going to ride into town. And every cowboy pal I know will lift his heel and so when payday rolls around. And so I'm feeling fine because there's lots of time until we're all homeward bound. Work and play with cattle, sweat and fire and battle until payday rolls around. What does a cowboy do when all of his work is through? Just what I'm gonna do now. With money to spend and jingle off into town to mingle with all the friends I allow. I'm dressing up in style for in a little while. I'm gonna ride into town. And every cowboy pal I know will lift his heel and go and payday rolls around. And so I'm feeling fine because there's lots of time until we're all homeward bound. To work and play with cattle, sweat and swear and battle until payday rolls around. The events that you Western fans witnessed when you attend a rodeo today were all a part of the routine of operating a great cattle ranch in the old days. Any cowboy worth his wages could handle a gun and rope and ride as a matter of course. But his greatest responsibility was getting beef to the market in prime top condition. He was the guardian of an important food source. The bakers of Weber's Bread are the guardians of an important food source, too. It is their responsibility to see that Southern California families have good bread. And Weber's Bread is always good bread. It's well-mixed and well-baked. Firm, even texture and delicious flavor of Weber's bread make it blend well with other foods. Weber's bread is always good and always a welcome addition to the daily menu. Buy a loaf of Weber's bread next time you go shopping. Guest star time at your all-star Western Theater today brings to our microphone Columbia Pictures' brightest new Western singing star. He-Man looks a fine singing voice in a Western way of doing things has made him millions of friends and fans all over the country. And we know you folks will share the pleasure his personal appearance affords us. Friends and neighbors, from the West to you comes Ken Curtis. Our guest star is heard in a story of the West that is designed to revive our memory and appreciation of those pioneering men of the old West who made such great sacrifice and contribution to our world of today. It has its beginning back in the early 70s when the sixth gun on a man's hip was judge and jury and the late draw was conviction and penalty. To honest God-fearing men like Clem Norman, this kind of law was wrong. It held no future and no reward for mankind. Clem Norman was a man with foresight and a thorough knowledge of right and wrong. I can tell Sam Kincaid what I said. I don't want any part of his or his dealings or anything like him. 
Well, if I was you, Norman, I'd think a long time before I put out that kind of talk to Sam Kincaid. He didn't invite me into this country, and I didn't tell him I was coming. And I'll guarantee you I ain't going to let him dictate to me. Now go on, get off my property. All right, Norman. It's your funeral, not mine. And you can also tell him that if he sends any of his gun slicks to call on me, they'd better come loaded for bear. Getting to where an honest man ain't got a chance anymore. Mr. Norman. Oh, hello, Jimmy. How are you, son? Dad sent me over to ask you to have supper with us tonight. No, that's awful nice of him, Jimmy, but I reckon you'd better not count on me tonight. Got some problems to figure out, and besides, I... He's going to be mighty disappointed. He was planning on a big checker game with you. Well, I'm afraid I wouldn't make very good company tonight, son. Tell him I'm sorry. You look worried, Mr. Norman. Is anything wrong? To be honest about it, Jimmy, I'm having trouble with Sam Kincaid. He's trying to force me to sell him a hundred acres off my east section. I hear he's bad medicine. Yeah, that's what's worrying me. Everybody that's defied Kincaid's landed in trouble. You know what happened to Ed Phillips? Yeah, somebody burned his place to the ground. It was Kincaid's cutthroats. Tom Majors locked horns with him, and two nights later, a fire wiped out 400 acres of Tom's wheat crop. You know, it looks like uh, something could be done about it. Son... In this country, the man what can draw his guns the quickest rules the roost. And Kincaid has enough gunmen on his payroll to do most anything he takes an ocean to. Well, being newcomers here, we don't know much about him. But what we've heard makes up for it. As soon as my son Ken gets here, things will be different. I'm anxious to meet him. You've talked so much about him, I feel like we're old friends. I haven't seen Ken since he was 15. He was a full-grown man then, and that was 10 years ago. He's been living with his mother. When do you expect him? Most any day now. I wrote him about the trouble I was having, and he seemed to think he could help me get things straightened out. That boy's a real fighter, Jimmy. Why, when he was 15, he could handle two men his own size. You're mighty proud of him, aren't you? Well, I reckon it's just natural. When Sam Kincaid gets a look at him, he'll think twice before he starts sending anybody down to burn me out. That boy of mine's a real man. <laughs> Howdy, Clem. Waiting on the stage? Yep. My boy's coming in. Didn't know you had a kid. Well, I'll tell you now, he ain't a kid. Big as both of us. Gonna put him in charge of your spread? Well, I'd like for him to if he decides to stay. He's been in the Midwest with his mother for the past ten years. Hey, Norman. I've been looking for you. What do you want? Ken Cade wants to have a talk with you. Well, he'll have to make it some other time. I'm waiting for my son on the noon stage. Well, I wouldn't put it off if I was you. If Sam Kincaid wants to talk with me, he knows where my place is. Well, I'm telling you, Norman, you're inviting trouble. Don't you go threatening me. Here comes the stage, Clem. Where? Oh, yeah, I reckon it's time to get nervous, and I I sure am, too. I know how you feel, Clem. Yeah. Well, if he's as stubborn as you are, Norman, he's going to have a hard time of getting along in this country. Tell him that and see how far you get. And that goes for Kincaid and all the rest of this of his henchmen. You talk like this son of yours is a killer. No, no, he ain't no killer, but he can take care of the likes of you. Hey, I wonder who that dude is that's getting off the stage. Hello, Dad. Don't you know me? Why, why, son, you, 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 you changed so I, I hardly knew you. <laughs> Been a long time, hasn't it? Yes, a long time, son. How's your mother? Ah, oh, she's fine. Here's the bag, mister. 
Thank you, my good man. Hey, Clem, is this that man-killing son of yours? <laughs> I don't want no talk out of you, Pete, or any of the rest of you, either. Is something wrong, Dad? Oh, nothing, son, nothing at all. Now, you come with me. The, the buckboard's over across the road. There. Well, uh, maybe he'd rather ride side saddle, Clem. <laughs> Look here, Pete Duncan. If I was 20 years younger, you wouldn't be talking Just a minute, Dad. Huh? What's the trouble you're having with this gentleman? Oh, none, son, none at all. Come on, let's go. Well, it wouldn't be any of your business if we were having trouble, would it, Junior? <laughs> Friend, I don't know who you are, but you appear awfully insulting to my father. Now, ain't that too bad? Yes, it is. I object to it. No, son, no. Uh, you better come along with me. Well, what are you going to do about it? You've left me no choice other than what? This. Holy smoky, that's Pete Coulter the cucumber. <laughs> now, if any of the rest of you gentlemen care to insult my father, now's the time to do it. Not me. I don't my son, you. You. you uh, well, what do you know? <clears throat> Boys, this is my son, Ken. Hello. Hi. Well, let's be going, Ken. We've got a lot of talking to do. <laughs> So, son, you see what I'm faced with. When Kincaid wants something, he goes after it. And when he goes after it, he gets it by hook or crook. What's being done to oppose him? Well, every man who's opposed him so far has met with trouble. He's got the whole country scared of him. Right now, he's trying to force me to sell him that hundred acres of pasture land off my east section to take care of the cattle he's probably stolen off from someone else. From what I gather, you can't afford to let that much land go, especially pasture. Why, son, I can't spare an acre of it. Well, Dad... Since you don't have organized law here, why don't you round up the other ranchers and fight back? You've got the right idea, son. I've thought of it, but I just never did anything about it. Well, as long as you all stick together, Ken Cade won't be as quick to make his demands. Son, I'm taking your advice. Beginning tomorrow, I'm going to make a few rounds and see what kind of cooperation I get. Now you're doing things the right way. By the way, I'm going into town in the morning. I want to stop, stop off at the bank on some business and then mail a letter to Mother. All right, son. Uh, by the way, since that run-in you had with Pete Duncan, it might be wise to wear your gun. My gun? Oh, yes. Didn't you bring him? I never wear a gun. Why should I? Look, son, you've been living in a different part of the country. Out here, it's every man for himself. You know how to handle guns, don't you? Why, sure. I can knock a squirrel's eye out at 90 feet but I can take care of myself without killing someone. That's not the idea, son. Look, Dad, don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. Well, after seeing you handle Pete Duncan today, I, I guess I should be convinced. And by the way, uh, I have some uh, everyday clothes here that might fit you if you, if you didn't want to wear your nice things. <laughs> I get it, Dad. <laughs> I didn't think about the kind of clothes I had on today being so much out of place and... Until I got here. Tim, to think of it, you did look mighty dutied up in that rigging. <laughs> <laughs> well, son, it's getting late, and I want to start making the rounds early in the morning. Well, I'm ready for bed myself. I wouldn't lose too much time on that business, either. If Kincaid is the kind you say he is. You're right, son, you're right. Uh, say, uh, if you get home tomorrow before I do, drop in at the next ranch and meet the Johnsons. They're mighty fine people. All right, I'll do that, Dad. I won't be in town long. <laughs> Are you Mr. Kincaid? That's right. What can I do for you? My name is Norman. Ken Norman. Oh, so you're Clem Norman's boy. 
I heard how you made your entrance into town by slapping some sense into one of my men. I hope it did him some good. Well, maybe you'd be careful who he opens his mouth around from now on. What brings you to see me, Norman? I understand you're trying to buy a hundred acres of pasture land for my father. That's right. I'm mighty anxious to make a deal with him. That's the reason I dropped by to see you. He won't sell. Well, to say the least, you're mighty blunt about it. Now look, Mr. Kincaid, let's understand each other right now. From what I've learned, you've got this country under your thumb, and when you want something, you let nothing stand in your way. I've been mighty successful operating that way, son. Now get to the point. The point is this. My father will not sell to you under any circumstances. And if you make trouble for him, you'll have to answer to me. So I'll have to answer to you. Is that bad? Very bad, Mr. Kincaid. Because if you resort to unfair play against him, I'll personally come back here and snap your neck right off your body. Now look here, Norman. You're not going to threaten me that... Hey, what do you mean by breaking in here like uh, that? Clem Norman is organizing the ranchers again. Where'd you hear this? Uh, one of Tom Lerner's hands told me about it. He's making the rounds. All right, son. What do you know about this? Plenty. I suggested that he do it. Then right now I'm going to make a suggestion. You go find your old man and tell him if he wants to stay healthy, he better stop that kind of business right now. I'm glad you said that. What do you mean? That puts us on even terms. I've threatened you and you've threatened me. It's your move. Who is this fellow, Sam? This happens to be old man Norman's son who jumped your friend Pete yesterday. Uh, I've been wanting to meet up with you. All right. You've met me. Now what? Is it all right, Sam, if I mess up your office with him? You might have a good idea at that, Slim. Go right ahead. I'd advise you not to try it, Mr. Slim. Here's my advice to you. Hey, now, wait. Look out, look. Well, watch him there. Now, look out there. Looks you... like you gave him the wrong advice, Mr. Kincaid. Hey, you and that old man of yours are in for some real trouble, Norman. Now get out of here. I remember. I warned you. It was a threat, Mr. Kincaid. Goodbye to you. <laughs> Well, it's about time you got home. Oh, Jimmy, I thought it was Dad coming in. No, I uh, just... Uh... He's uh, a little later than usual tonight. I... Your dad is outside, Ken. Good, I was getting worried about him, and I... Is anything wrong? Clem is in my wagon, Ken. He's dead. Who did it? I don't know. I found him just below Eagle Pass as I was driving in from town. Was he dead when you found him? No, he died on the way in. He told me to tell you that everything was up to you from now on. He didn't last much longer. Jimmy, will you do something for me? I'll be glad to help any way I can. Bring me Dad's belt and guns. Then I'd appreciate it a lot if you'd have your folks watch over him tonight. Ken, I don't know what you have in mind, but I'd sure be careful. If you're thinking about the Kincaid gang, well, the odds are against you. This whole thing is my fault. I advised Dad to organize and fight back, but I didn't think Kincaid would turn to murdering him. Kincaid would stoop to anything. Up where I was raised, we had law and order. You don't have it in this country, and you'll never have it as long as the people around here let Kincaid bluff him. Somebody's got to make a play for a change, and I'm the one with a darn good excuse to do it. Jimmy, here's what I'd like for you to do. Round up the rest of the gang. How about it, Slim? Still thirsty? Yeah, fill it up again, Soli. How about you, Pete? Yeah, I guess so. Same here. After that job we did tonight, I got the jitters. Yeah. Here comes Sam now. 
Having a little drink, boys? Yeah. Don't you think we need it? Did everything go off all right? Just like clockwork, Sam. Good. Maybe that'll throw the fear of the devil into the wise men in these parts. Oh, what about young Norman? My guess ain't wrong. He'll be calling on me tomorrow morning. You men stick close to me every minute. Then when the right time comes, give him what he's got coming. We don't have to wait a moment. Look coming in the door. Yeah, he's wearing guns. If he makes one move toward him, let him have it. All right, Kincaid. Let's get on to business. Hello, Norman. What brings you here this time of night? You know why I'm here. First, I want the man that did it. Then I want you. What are you talking about? You want the man that did what? The man that you hired to murder my father in uh, cold blood. I know nothing about it. And it's mighty dangerous to be accusing somebody of murder. I didn't come here to argue. Now, I want the man who did the job to start drawing. It's one of you. You're a little fast with your conversation, Norman. Come on. One or all of you. Start making a play for your guns. I'm giving you a chance. That's more than you gave him. You talk too much, stranger. Now, look here, Norman. You can't get away with this. I'm going to try. Now, is there anybody else that feels up to drawing on me? You're covered from behind, Norman. That's the oldest trick in the books, Kincaid. And you're minus another man. Well, look here. I don't know anything about your old man. You know he's dead because you had him killed. You're through bluffing this country with gun slicks, Kincaid. Now, come on. You're coming with me. You know you ain't going to get away with this, Norman. I got friends all over this town. If you've got a friend brave enough to keep me from leaving here with you, then he'd better start some action. All right, let's go. Where are you taking me? To visit with a committee of ranchers who are waiting at my place. They'll decide what's to become of you. I tell you, Norman, I, I got friends. You don't have a one that would die for you. And that's what's going to happen to the first one that tries to stop me. My dad died for his friends, and right now they're organizing a law enforcement body to see that you get what's coming to you. And that goes for every other man who thinks he can rule this country as you have. Now, let's go. We're gathered here to pay our last respects to our good friend and neighbor, Clem Norman. So we're going to miss this fine man. His passing has brought about another milestone of progress in bringing law and order and decency to the West. It's brave, fearless men like Clem Norman who's going to make this country a better place for our children and their children. Men who are not afraid to give up their lives in the fight for right, or men who are not afraid to oppose wrong. His son, Ken, has been sent to us with the same courage and leadership that Clem had. I know that our lost friend would be even more happy in rest if we all join together and carry on with the crusade to win the West to his way of thinking. And may the movement spread to all sections of this great country until Wright is victorious in his memory.
I suppose. I live alone with my memories now, like most old sad boys do. Shadows are ghosts about me. Across the sky, a bright star shoots, and in the bunkhouse, I can hear the parade of empty boots. May each step be one of courage that will make a trail for you, one that leads to greener pastures, like God intended it to do. Up on a hill, a coyote wails. A lonely old hoot owl hoots, and in the bunkhouse, I can hear the parade of empty boots. Ken Curtis for his appearance on your all-star Western Theater. Heard with our guest star in today's story was the screen's fine supporting actor, Mr. Griff Barnett, as Clem Norman. Mr. Barnett may now be seen in Paramount to each his own as the father of Miss Olivia de Havilland, the star. Harry Lang was heard as Sam Kincaid. Boy Willing as Jimmy, Al Sloy as Slim, Jimmy Dean as Pete, Johnny Paul as the barkeep. Ken Curtis will return in a few moments with a song. Most of you Western fans like horseback riding, but it's customary to take riding in small doses today. The average horseback rider isn't used to spending long hours in the saddle day after day like the cowpunchers of the Old West. Born and bred in the saddle, the true cowboy expends most of his energy on horseback. That's why cowboys are such notoriously big eaters. They work hard and they like good food and plenty of it. Good food is something that everybody likes. That's why Weber's bread is so very popular. Weber's bread is really good food. As toast for breakfast, sandwiches for lunch, or served in more elaborate meals, Weber's bread is a real addition to the daily menu. Weber's bread is always good because its firm, even texture and distinctive flavor blend well with other foods. Its quality is consistent. Buy Weber's bread in the Blue Gingham wrapper. And now, here is Foy Willing with today's guest star, Ken Curtis. Well, Ken, it's song time for you. Good enough, Foy. But first, I'd like to thank you fellows for asking me down to the All-Star Western Theater. I'm a regular listener, you know. And believe me, it's a real pleasure being your guest. Well, that's fine, Ken, and just don't wait too long to come calling again. Now, name your music. Well... I'd like to sing one of my latest Mercury recordings. I learned to love you too late, my darling. Good, Ken, and we'll give you a hand. Darling, 
I can love you in my dreams. I learned to love you too late, my darling. Now you've found somebody new. you can, Ken Curtis. Well, here they are, folks, America's great Western singers with the new hit song of the country. You know, out here in Hollywood, we have a new radio singing star, one of the nation's greatest Western guitar players. He's written a new song called Divorce Me, C.O.D. His name is Merle Travis. Along with him was his pal, Cliffy Stone. Four willing and the writers of the Purple Sage have a very special rendition of this song prepared for our listeners today. And here they are with Divorce Me, C.O.D. Just bought me a great long ticket, going to visit 4 p.m. So you can call your secret love and break the news to him. You thought your little romance was on the trick, you see. If you want your freedom, please you divorce me, C.O.D. I won't be round to hear you cry. I'm Texas bound, and by and by, you can reach me down in Dallas, general delivery. If you want your freedom, please divorce me, C.O.D. I'll agree there still might be just as many fish swimming in the sea. Keep on fishing and maybe sometime some poor fish will nibble at your line. When he does, the best you say, the best one I had got away. There's gonna come a day, gal, when you'll be feeling blue. You'll find that you can't pay your bills with a little old IOU. Dynamite you're playing with, maybe TNT. If you want your freedom, PDQ, divorce me, COD. I won't be round to hear you cry. I'm Texas bound, and by and by, you can reach me down in Dallas, general delivery. If you want your freedom, PDQ, divorce me, COD. Thank you. 
learn it, all my ABC. Ain't no college professors, they've got no PhD. If you want your freedom, PDQ, divorce me, C-O-D. heard your all-star western theater, a V.M. Bear production starring America's great western singers, Four Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest star for today has been Ken Curtis, whose latest Columbia picture is Singing on the Trail. My name is Cotton C. Clark. This program came to you from the studios of KNX Columbia Square. KNX Los Angeles, Columbia Station for Southern California. Stay